0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith.
1: You might be in the midst of your worst situation right now. I've got news for you. This conference was for you. think God is telling you it's because you're about to get the biggest inheritance that you've Hello, Bill Winston here and welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus, the Bible says, is the author and finisher of our faith. The word finisher there means developer. Somebody develops you. If you've got a trainer for sports, they develop you. If you've got a math class, a teacher's there to develop you. In other words, take you further and further into what seemingly could be impossible. Well, God is the same way. I mean, He'll give you properties you don't think you can afford, or He'll give you a a fight that you don't think you can win. You know what I mean? And when I say that, I mean, He's not trying to make us fail. He's not trying to discourage us. No, He's trying to reveal more of us. See, there's something inside of you called faith, and that faith can overcome the world. The faith can move mountains, and He wants you to see it for yourself. So as He leads us into things, sometimes we see an impossible situation. What you don't want to do is you don't want to say, I can't do that. No, no, no. You say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do that. What? Well, I can get that. I can make that happen. You're not trying to personally say what you can do, but the greater one is inside of you. See, He gets involved as your partner. When you say the right thing, you got to speak by faith. You got to know that he's right with you, waiting on your faith. Well, let's go into it. We got more of this kind of teaching. It's called living the life of faith. From faith to faith, from glory to glory. That God has planned for us as Christians not to stay at one level, He plans for us to have what Dr. Frederick Casey Price calls ever-increasing faith. Why? Because faith, for the most part, is the master key. Faith will open every door. And as you develop your faith, the more faith you have, the more for the kingdom you can do. So God wants you to be in a place where perhaps you were like Peter at first. And he said to Peter, he said, you have a little faith. That's Matthew chapter 14 or in the disciples, when they were going to the other side and the storm was about to destroy them. He said, how is it that you have no faith? Or Where is your faith? I call it shipwreck faith. And there's a centurion over in Matthew chapter eight, and he talked about him having great faith. Over in Romans and Ephesians, he talks about having strong faith. Over in Mark chapter 11, he talks about having mountain moving faith. So God wants you to develop your faith. And this is what he talked about over in Luke's gospel. I think it's verse, chapter 18 and verse eight. He said that when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? He didn't even say, will he find love? He said, will he find faith on the earth? Because faith is that which you need to get victory. He said over in 1 John chapter 5 in verse 4, he talked about the victory, that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, what? (laughs) Even our faith. So we have to develop some faith and you and I, it's incumbent upon us to understand what faith is said, faith is a substance, Hebrews 11, one, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I like what he says over in the Amplified Translation. He talked about faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things hoped for being proof of things we do not see in the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. So it's amazing here, this whole idea of faith and how faith is the substance. But it's also the assurance that some people say they have faith. And I like what Bishop Oedipus says, if you, your faith has no proof, it's a fake. <laughs> you don't have any faith at all. But it's interesting how I've dealt with faith and how I learned faith, because I learned it from being hungry for God. It's interesting what he says over in Matthew's gospel, in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 and 19. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name." of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost." Now, I want you to take that verse 19 and look at it in the Amplified Translation, please. Go then and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say make converts. He said make disciples. Make sure you are a disciple because you're going to see that the disciples are the ones that are going to get the revelation. Disciples are the ones that are going to be raised up and put on the top. Disciples are going to be the ones that seem to have a tireless excitement about the things of God. And I'm saying to you right now, I don't believe you would be here if you weren't called a disciple. Now, with that, I'm saying that this faith that we have is something that God gave us at birth. I'm talking about the new birth. And it says in Romans chapter 12 and starting at verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He said, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Notice what he didn't say, a measure of faith, because he's not talking about a, he's talking about the, because there's only one kind of faith. And that's the God kind of faith. This is the same faith that God used to create the world. Look what he says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, it's interesting about that because God didn't make the world out of nothing. He made the world out of something you couldn't see, and the something that you couldn't see is called faith. It is an invisible substance and also a force that resides in the human spirit that is given to you so that you can complete the work that God has for you in this earth. Say amen to that. Now, the world doesn't have faith. You have this kind of faith. And once you're born again, that faith is in you. Now, the enemy's job is to rob you of your faith. Let's go to John chapter 10 and verse 10. He said, the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I am come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly. Now you have the same faith as Jesus had. When Jesus was going over to the other side, Mark chapter 4 and verse 35, and here is Jesus telling the disciples, the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, the waves beat into the ship, so it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the the ship asleep on a pillow. They awake him. They said to him, Master, careth thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind. He said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is that that you have what? No faith. So the enemy's job. Is to steal your faith. You know, when faith is stolen from people, they're no longer positive. I find when faith is stolen from people, they can no longer read the Word and get a revelation out of it. When faith is stolen from people, I find that you come back in 10 years and they're the same place they were when you left them 10 years ago. When faith is stolen, and I'm saying to you that God plans for you to move from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Now understand, you don't do the work. Faith does the work. What you do is you have to have faith and develop faith and release faith and faith will work for you. You know, I was out playing tennis the other day and a guy said, you're doing too much. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you're not letting the racket do the work. He said, you're doing the work. No wonder you're getting tired so quick. I said, wow, is that true? Well, the devil is seductive. That's what he tries to do. Look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse five. The enemy's job is to pull you away from faith. Thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from who? The Lord that he'll be like a heath in the desert and shall not even see when good comes. My point to you is, is Satan is seductive. He, he seduced Eve from, from away from trusting God. Eve, uh, God, you know, God, God left something out of you now, you know, but if you eat of this tree, you'll have what he has. And Eve went for it. My point to you is, is that all of us I think have been seduced at one time or another. But I want you to get back on the faith track. I want you to get back into this place where you're willing to continue to develop your faith. And I'm saying where you believed for something last year and you got it, then take another level up, take another step up. Come on now. Listen, challenge yourself. Don't wait on some bad opportunity to come. You challenge yourself, to, okay, I'm going to believe this time that my, this, I'm going to sow this. I'm going to believe for this healing. I'm not going to take this aspirin this time. This time I'm going to believe God for this suit. This time I'm going this, my vacation is paid for. I believe this time I'm going for this bigger house. I'm going to, I'm going to believe this time I'm going to win all my relatives to Jesus this year. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm saying take faith and work your faith. Let faith work because it's just like going in the gym. When you work faith, then faith gets stronger. Are you following what I'm saying? You see, we let the enemy seduce us into looking at how we're going to do this, how we're going to make this happen, how we're going to accomplish it. God doesn't want you to accomplish it. As a matter of fact, he said he doesn't want any any flesh to glory, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no what? Provision for the flesh. He doesn't want you to make any provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. God didn't want you to do it. He wants to do it. He wants to let faith do the work that he has called faith to do faith, you heard it one night, is a servant of the believer and faith is designed to help you and I do some things. Now, here's why I'm saying that, because we're still trying to do something we can do. We're still trying to accomplish something we can accomplish. So the enemy is trying to stop you. Now, the only way he can stop you is to steal your faith. Now, we got some things going on in society today that are designed to steal your faith. Come on. With what's going on sometime in the neighborhoods, there's some bitterness and unforgiveness going on. Well, all those things are designed to steal your faith. They're designed to go and rob the church of what God has placed in the church and the place and the, uh, um, the destiny that God has for the church. So God is planning for you to use your faith, and make a difference in this world. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. Very specifically now, let me look at this because I want you to go from faith to faith. And I think when Jesus told them, let's go over to the other side, he was taking them from one level of faith to another. When he told them, let's go from Egypt into, Can- into wilderness, into Canaan, he was taking them from one level of faith to another. And God, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, please, wherefore seeing you also as compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and what finisher of our faith. He is the one that is going to complete our faith. So the Holy Spirit is working unto him, and this is the Holy Spirit's ministry, but he's going to lead you into some places that seem impossible, but don't forget this, faith feeds on the impossible. That is food for faith. So as you see impossible situations, don't turn around and say what you can't do. You decree a thing and it shall be done for you. Say amen to that. Amen. Now I'm saying that because this tongue, this words that we speak are big in these last days. This is a word planet. It's something that God has given us to speak that nobody else can speak. In fact, um, they try to train dogs to speak or even a parent to speak, but the parrot don't believe nothing he says. But when you speak and believe what you say, the power of God goes into operation. Say amen to that. Amen. So look what happened here in Numbers, in Numbers chapter 13. He said in verse 30, he said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. Now, notice they brought up what is called an evil report. Look what happened in Numbers chapter 14, in verse 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with you this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of these children of Israel which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you." Now, isn't that interesting? As you have spoken in my ears. So God is waiting on your words, but also the devil is waiting on your words. Why? Because it takes your words to release your faith. And so I'm saying to you now, notice they're the ones that stop their journey. They're the ones that stop the blessing of God from operating in their lives. It's because of what they said. Let's look at the book of Job. Over in the book of Job, he said in Job chapter six, and this is when Job was in the midst of his trial now, in Job chapter six, He said in verse 23, deliver me from the enemy's hand or redeem me from the hand of the mighty, teach me and I'll hold my tongue and cause me to understand where I have erred." Look at the next verse, how forcible are right words. I have a translation, how wonderful to speak the truth. You see, I don't care what it looks like in your life. What is the truth? Because whatever the truth is, Jeremiah 1 says, God watches over his word and he's going to make it good. Now look what he said in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 37. And this is when, uh, the sons of Jacob came back and told him that Joseph, uh, uh, gave him Joseph's garment and said, It looks like blood of an animal, and the animal looks like he has gotten a hold of your son. And look what he says here, starting at verse 34 of Genesis chapter 37. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his sons many days. And all his sons and his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I will go down unto the grave and my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him." Now this is interesting. Once his father did that, it seemed like the blessing that was on his life stopped functioning. Why? Because he dropped his faith and went with what he saw. And I'm telling you right now, you are going into a promised land. You are going into living large. You're going into places where you have never gone before as a result of the comforts that you have just attended. God is about to lead you into a fight you can't win, but your faith will get the victory. He's leading you into a piece of property you can't afford, but your faith is a currency of the kingdom. God is about to take you somewhere you have never gone before. I'm speaking prophetically now. God's got some stuff for you that he's got to deliver to you. Why? Because your grandmama prayed for you, and even though she is going to be with the Lord, faith is still working, and it's going to pull you into the place that she has prayed. Say amen to that. So what am I saying? I'm saying, look at Joseph's life. Even when Joseph got in serious trouble in that pit, he never spoke against himself, and God rescued him. Even when he was working under Potiphar and he was a slave, notice what he did. He didn't even raise a tongue against Potiphar because God told us to bless those people. And so as he did that, blessings kept coming back to him. And so as a result of that, Joseph kept moving. Now they lied on him, threw him in jail but he never talked against himself. He never spoke a negative word about, uh, that uh, Mrs. Potter. He said, Mrs. Potter, that heifer and got me down here and I'm down here now. Wait till I get a hold of that heifer. I'm telling you, no, he didn't say that. He didn't let any bitterness, come on. He didn't let the news media, he didn't let the newspapers, he didn't let what friends say affect him. He kept a good attitude. Even when the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker were thrown in jail. Joseph saw him and they looked sad. He said, why are y'all so sad today? You don't ask nobody why they're sad. Why are you in the same situation they're in? Not unless you got faith in your life and faith is positive. And I'm telling you because he kept the faith God to deliver him. And I'm you might be in the midst of your worst situation right now. i got news for you. This conference was for you. Hey, God is telling you it's because you're about to get the biggest inheritance that you've ever got in your life. Stay with faith and I will stay with you. the New Testament. Turn all the way over to uh, Luke chapter one, if you will. Now, Luke chapter one has two stories and one of them is a man named Zacchaeus, Zacharias, pardon me. And Zacharias went into the temple because he was a priest to do the the work of the temple and so forth. And then an angel met him in the temple and said, Zacharias, Zach, your wife is going to have a baby. He said, wait a minute now, hold hold on here. And look what happened in verse 18. And Zechariah said unto the angel, where shall I know this? For I am old man, and my wife is well stricken in yet Look at him talking against himself. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. Behold, you shall be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall come to pass." I just want you to see something. Look how powerful words are. God to work a miracle in somebody's life and bring forth something that they have been waiting for, for years. But notice what they're doing. They're about to talk against God. What did God do? shut his mouth, and shut his mouth until the baby was born. And when the baby got born, release his mouth and let him speak then. I'm telling you, you got some babies about to be born. You got some gifts coming through. You got some, some inheritance about to manifest. Don't talk against your stuff. Well, wasn't that a powerful message? Now, here's a point you want to meditate on. There, this is a word planet. Now, this is, uh, you, you can't change that. It's a word planet. That's the way people get things done. You know, even in, you're buying a house, it's all words. It's all words. Well, in the beginning, God taught Adam how to function as he functioned. And then when he got Abraham, he taught him to function as he functions. What did he tell Abraham to do? Call things that be not as though they were. I mean, what do you know can stop a storm? What did Jesus do? He got up in the boat and spoke words, and it stopped. Why? Because this is the word planet. Now, if it can stop a storm, it can change your financial condition. Now, what did you say? What am I saying? What you speak and believe is what you receive. You never go any higher than you're willing to confess. I don't care what it is. If you're going for a job, stop saying, Well, oh, I sure hope they hire me. Start saying this. Boy, they can't resist me. Praise God. That job, boy, I had three job choices before this thing is all over with. You know, say something like that. Let the power of God move in and make that thing come to pass. That's what I do. Praise the Lord. Well, this is Bill Winston. Until next time, we love you and keep walking by faith
0: faith for the believer is a lifestyle in order to please God we must have faith faith in his word faith in his promises but how do you build faith in moments of uncertainty how do you hold fast in moments of doubt the answer is simpler than you might think God has promised to meet your every need to possess what is already prepared for you you must believe receive and speak the word in faith in today's message titled, Living the Life of Faith by Dr. Bill Winston. You will learn how to activate your faith in all aspects of your life. Faith for abundance, faith for deliverance, faith for healing, faith for finances, and so much more. Learn how to stand firm in the face of fear and doubt. In the U.S., call us now at 800-711-9327 or go online to BillWinston.org or in Canada, call us now at 844-298-2900 or go online to BillWinston.ca and get your copy of today's message, Living the Life of Faith. Through this message, Dr. Bill Winston will help you develop your faith. Call now to receive this message and start your journey to a deeper understanding of the power of faith that exists within you. Operators are standing by. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast.